0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Okay. Good morning. So the positive thing is we have lots of football left to play. Um, our players are in good spirits. They know we haven't played our best football. And, um, you know, we've put a lot of work in in the off season to, uh, uh, you know, to become confident and to, uh, you know, put all of our packages together in all three phases. And for these first couple of weeks, we haven't played our best, and our players know that, and our coaches know that. And uh, that is the exciting thing for us, is we know there's a lot of room for improvement, but the improvement needs to happen now, and all the work that we've been doing needs to show up uh, with the results um, on game day. And so that's where we're at right now. Um, No injury updates. Questions?
2: There's a lot of chatter amongst the fan base about replacing John Donovan. How do you address that?
1: Yeah, I mean, right now, what we need to do is, uh, just like I just mentioned at the top right there, is we need all this work that we've been doing, all the positive mojo that we've had coming out of spring football, coming out of training camp. Um, A lot of the positive stuff that we saw happening in practice um, shoot a lot of the positive stuff that we did in 2020. Uh, that's not showing up in these last two weeks. I understand the frustration, um, but it's our jobs to to now get our offense go- going and show results, and show results. And It needs to start this Saturday.
3: I mean, you, you've struggled in the first half offensively the last four games. Is there any explanation as to, as to why that would be?
1: Um, again, it comes back to coaching. It always comes back to coaching. I'm, I'm, uh, this is we're uh, we're at fault, and we gotta we gotta put our players in, in better positions to to start off fast and and to make plays and move the football and uh, uh, convert third downs and, and score points. And so it comes back to us as coaches, f- starting with me. And uh, we we have a bunch of talent, we have good depth, and we need to start fast and we need to score more points. Trill said after
3: the game that he wasn't feeling. 100% for the game, but obviously he played pretty well with 115 yards. How do you feel he was going into the game and what did you see as his impact? On yeah, so,
1: I mean, like I mentioned uh, last week, T- Terrell was week to week, and obviously this this is a week that he was able to play, and for him to have those comments is probably, uh, there's a reason why he was week to week. But uh, was proud for him to go out there. Definitely gave us a spark, gave us a spark. He made some plays and uh, added Added some juice downfield uh, for for our offense, and um, it's going to be great, you know, from when those week to week guys. Hopefully, we get those guys back at some point, and then hopefully, we got even more juice uh, around around Terrell Bynum. And I think that goes back to you know what I mentioned all the positive mojo we had coming out of spring and coming out of training camp uh, with all those guys healthy and going. um, Hopefully, we can get back there very very soon.
2: What, what leads to getting
1: a delay on the first play of the game? Again, that it's it's uh, unacceptable, unacceptable, um, and it, that starts with us as coaches. Starts with me. So I'll take that one. And it uh, one of our keys to the game was to operate on the road, and we did not do that, and that's on me.
4: Coach. Some coaches have scripts. They script a certain amount of plays depending on you know field position, blah blah blah. What's your guys' procedures for scripting the
1: first driver game? Are you you talking about offense? Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes there's a plan to do that. Sometimes there's not. Um, And at least, you know, that's something that, you know, I wouldn't want to just yell out there that, hey, we have the first 12 plays scripted. We have the first 15 scripted. Um, There's definitely games where we have plays scripted, a certain number of plays scripted. Uh, But there's also defenses that you go against where you can't really do that because you don't know what you're going to see. You don't. So all of a sudden you script these. 12 beautiful plays, but they give you something completely different, um, which can completely wreck what you're trying to do. But that is a part of a function that we can do and that we have done.
4: Jimmy, I think one of the things that's the most surprising about this year so far, you were expected to have one of the best offensive lines in the country, and um, it just hasn't been there. When you're looking at film, you know, are you just seeing that Dylan's not checking out of plays. Are you seeing guys that are confused? What are you seeing on film' Because it's perplexing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know that uh, had a high still have extremely high hopes for those guys and um, you know for our whole team. but for sure we, we gotta we gotta block the run better. we gotta we gotta protect uh, our quarterback better. and that's not the only position group that needs improvement. you know a lot of position groups need improvement, need to play better. But you know, having all those guys back, and, and we added some a few guys, and another year um, with our offense, we, we need to we need to function better. And again, it starts with coaching. I'm not going to throw. It starts with coaching. We we got to coach them better. We got to coach them better. We got to put plays in that uh, um, that are going to work, so we can get some some positive flow going on that side of the ball. How would you
4: evaluate Dylan? You know, looking at the line of scrimmage and looking at the defense, checking in and out of place.
1: From this last game, you're talking about. Even or just the eight. first two games for the first two games I mean I think it's you know it's half and half there's uh, there's some plays where he, he, he did a good job of getting us in and out of a, a bad play or getting us into a good play and then there's some plays where he did not and um, you know again we can't put it all on him either we got to make sure we're we're calling plays that are going to reg- work regardless of what we're going to see. So it's not all on the quarterback at the line of scrimmage, especially on the road. Especially on the road uh, when you're in a hostile environment like we just were this, last Saturday. What
4: is your evaluation of the offensive play calling
2: so far?
1: Well, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this. This comes back on me now. We, we've only scored 17 points in two games, so I would say it's not very good right now. Uh, and that starts with me. And so we got to get we got to give our guys a better plan. Uh, we got to be able to move the ball uh, quicker and start faster and give our give our guys confidence.
4: Last year when you were going through this for the first time, how much were you giving input toward how you wanted to see the offensive plan each week, or were you leaving that more toward John?
1: No. Um, I In all three phases, I'm I'm going to chime in during the week. Uh, all, all three phases um, give my input on my perspective of, of what I think is uh, – Going to give us a, you know a, uh, an upper hand, um, but then on game day, you know the, our, our coordinators are going to go. You know, of course, on defense, I could always have a, a couple of little deals here and there, adjustment wise, that I see because I'm a defensive guy. Uh, but on game day, our, our coordinators need to go and they, they need to call it. Um, you know, I've been around a, on a bunch of different staffs where you know a head coach meddles a lot during game day and ends up ends up actually making it even more chaotic. Um, and so, I definitely don't want to do that. My, I'm going to cause more chaos during the week, and then let our, and then let our coordinators coach on game day.
2: As kicking Donovan up to the booth to let him call plays from upstairs, has that been talked about?
1: Yeah, we we talked about that last year, um, last year and this year, um, but really more more so last year. Uh, he was still trying to get to know our guys and know our quarterbacks and know their demeanor, um, and so those things are again always on the table, always on the table, and we want to do whatever we think is best um, to get the play call in, to settle down our guys. Um, But that's always – those two different scenarios are definitely on the table. I
2: think it was 21-10, you guys had a stop, and Dom got called for a a taunting penalty. What's that conversation
1: like? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's completely unacceptable and completely – things that we talk about, and we call it FBI football intelligence. We show these plays all the time, and, uh, you know, we watch other teams make boneheaded mistakes like that. And uh, sure enough, here we go, we did it. So now that's going to be a shiny example of, of, of what not to do. You know, we had some opportunities to, to cut that thing to a one-score, one, one score, uh, you know, a point spread, and uh, but, but, but things like that uh, derailed us, and we have to be more detailed in that. And, and we weren't.
3: You guys have traditionally been really good in, in turnover margin and forcing turnovers. And obviously, that hasn't happened. And that can be a weird thing where it doesn't always come. But how do you go about coaxing that and teaching that and trying to get that into gear?
1: Yep. It's, you know, so it first goes to we, we need to we need to stop the run. Uh, in this last game, we were not able to do that. So you saw the few times that Michigan did try to drop back pass. It was a our rush was getting there. It was a little bit of a struggle. Um, but we didn't force them to throw the football. Uh, they were able to to run it, and then in revert, you know, on the other side of the ball, we weren't able to put points on the board to make them get out of their run game. And so, when you can allow an offense to stay in the run game, it's it's hard to get turnovers. Um, and that's what we've done the last last two weeks. Is it's been uh, we haven't put them in a disadvantage. Now I will say this: turnovers usually come in bunches. And you guys have heard that, and, and and they do. As soon as they start coming, they you can get three, four, five at a time. Um, That's what our defensive job is to do: is to score, get the ball back. In these two weeks, we definitely have not done that, um, and that needs to show up with some with some results here. Uh, hopefully, starting on Saturday.
3: You describe what Arkansas State does, where it seems like they throw the ball a bunch, but they also do so with two quarterbacks that both play a lot. How would you kind of describe their, their scheme and, and what they try to get done with those quarterbacks?
1: Oh, yeah. So this is going to be the fastest offense we've seen to date. Uh, they've ran 80, 84, 85 plays the first game, over 100 plays this last week against Memphis. They're going to go extremely fast. They have two quality quarterbacks. Um they have a solid run game, but they've thrown for, uh, they've thrown for a bunch uh, upwards to almost 400 yards a game in these first two games. And it's interesting the way they're 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 playing their quarterbacks right now. Uh, <laughs> there's really no drop off. You know, one's in there and he's playing really really well. I think in the first game, n- uh, number one's helmet popped off, so then the backup came in. He got really hot and then he stayed in and threw like three touchdown passes. And then this last game, they start off with, with number three as a starter. They're struggling a little bit. They're down, and then they bring back in number one, and he throws four touchdown passes and four drives. And so they are they are uh, extremely extremely explosive um, on that side of the ball.
4: When you hired John Donovan, you said that you wanted to run the type of offense that you felt was difficult to defend as a defensive coordinator. You know, putting the defensive coordinator hat back on scouting this offense? Has it become predictable?
1: There's definitely some things that we need to change. Um, and I think there's some things that uh, we need to utilize who we have available and who we have available. We got to make sure we're able to move the ball with who we have available. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's the, the, the bottom line of, of what we've gone through for me this, these last couple of weeks. Uh, we need to lean on our strengths. And lean, who, and lean on who's available. We, we can't uh, try to run plays where guys aren't used to running those positions and making plays in those positions. And so that's the nature of football. Uh, if Whoever is available, we got to make sure we're utilizing those guys and lean on our strengths. Are
3: you talking about just the lack of depth at wide receiver? Is that what you're talking
1: about? Partly, yes
3: season, you guys were able to score points. Sean and Kamari were your two leading rushers in terms of carries last season. They haven't gotten a single carry this year. Why is that? And do you expect them to get in the mold moving forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, those are two quality running backs. And I I would expect those guys to play. We obviously haven't uh, had a lot of production uh, in running the football for those first two weeks. Like every single week, we, you know each position is evaluated and who's playing the best, and those those guys are going to play. And currently, that's been Rich Newton and Cam Davis have been playing at a high level and in, in, in practice. And uh, and so what you've seen is those two guys um, getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, but again, it's not all on the it's not all on the running backs. It's 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 on it's on the plays that we're calling. It's on the offensive line, the tight ends. It's on throwing the ball to to run the ball. Uh, it's not just on those two running backs, and so it's it's all of us together. And it first starts off with uh, with our coaching staff and making sure we're we're designing plays to to make those guys successful.
4: There's guys in practice that are playing well, but then how long until you know if there's no production in the game that somebody else gets a
1: chance? Yeah, you know that that just depends. Um, and again, no production in the game may not be because of that one person's. Fault right and that could be that could be a missed block up front that could be uh, you know a, a, a call that's not advantageous at the time we called it and so we got to weigh all those things um, there's certain there's there's different reasons why you would pull a guy and um, you know if it looks like the lights are a little bit too bright and they're making a bunch of mistakes and they're lining up on the wrong side and they're not they're not running the right way those are usually those are usually pretty good. Uh, uh, reasons why to to pull a guy off the field, uh, but if he's yeah, doing it, so far
4: this year. what's that?
3: No,
1: for those two guys, are you talking about Rich and Cam? Yeah, no, not at all. No, not at all. How
3: would you say the offensive line play, especially after Michigan, it's the first two games Yeah,
1: well, I already answered it. Do you want me to answer that again? Or you
3: mentioned that it's? On everything, but just specific with the running backs, is it more or less that the holes are not opening up? And just have you thought about like, switching some guys in? Is that something? Yeah, you know?
1: so again, I, I I said it when I answered it. It comes back to us as coaches putting our guys in in, in positions to, to, to be advantageous and to be successful. Um, of course, yeah, we need to block guys better. Uh, we need to pass protect better. Um, but again, it's on us as coaches. We have a quality roster. We have talented players. And we need to put these guys in position to go out there and make plays and move the football. And, uh, and then on defense, go out there and, and stop the run and limit the pass and get turnovers. And so us as a coaching staff has to do that first and foremost.
3: When a, a coordinator is hired, I feel like the perception is they've got their system, they've got their stuff, they bring it in, they install it. Um, was that the process with, with John Donovan or, or was is your offensive scheme and your offensive system more collaborative than that with maybe more input from you as well?
1: Um, you know, definitely initially, you know, through the interview process of it was the style that we were going to play. And um, but you, you and again, just like on both sides of the ball, you can't just say, OK, here it is. And this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to run. It's OK. What fits who we have? What can our guys handle? Um, we don't want to put in too much. Um, how how new are we at each position, and what can they handle? So there's a lot of there's a lot of different variables. And then okay, now we have injuries. Okay, now what are we going to do? Um, and I'm speaking in generality between on both on both sides of the ball. So there's a lot going into it. You can't just say, oh, here's the playbook. Here it is. Let's go. We're, we're off and running it and. Uh, we got these million plays that uh, a quarterback in the NFL can run, but uh, but a first-year starter cannot run. And so, um, so I'm not sure if that answers your question, or not Christian. I'm sorry, but uh, everything, everything, everything needs to always be changeable on 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 uh, the personnel that you have, and then who's available. I guess
3: one, Maybe more to the point is: is this John Donovan saying? This is my offense, this is what I want to run, or or is this offensive scheme and system dictated more by the
1: head coach? Oh I n- no. Um it's all co- it's it's collaborative. It's collaborative. It's it's all of us together. And so believe me, if you're gonna pin any blame, put it on me if that's what you're trying to say. Everything everything goes through me first, okay? So if you want to pin blame, just put my name on the on the article. I'm I'm the one to blame, okay? Um but as we meet in there, it's collaborative, and we're trying to get put our players in the best position possible to be successful on offense, defense, and special teams. And so, if there's any if there's any uh, uh, negative things that come of that, blame me.
2: What would you say is a confidence level of your football team? I know they're disappointed.
1: By common, the I can't say that.
2: What was the confidence level of your football team? They've kind of had their world rocked here with a couple of losses and i'm sure they're not happy but the confidence level of mm. do you see any break there any
1: you know, i don't start? you know these guys are more resilient than you think and you know football teaches you a lot uh these guys have been playing football for a long time you know football teaches you how to be responsible accountable um a strong work ethic and the other thing it teaches you it teaches you to be tough to be resilient uh to persevere when no one believes in you and that's what this that's what this sport does uh, we have a bunch of tough football players on our team, and their confidence level's high because they know they haven 't played their best football yet they 've wa- they watched the film they know we haven 't played our best football yet. Our best football is still to come, and um, I know they 're excited to go out there and and show what they got and so I, our confidence level is still high
3: We know um, the identity that you want for this team in terms of physicality with the rush offense struggling and the rush defense struggling, is this team as physical as you want it to be right now?
1: Yeah, you know, we, it, it is, it is uh, obviously this last game. Um, I, I know this. We watched, when we watched the film, our guys played hard. They played hard. Uh, if we got, if we could have had a few more positive plays on offense in the first half, they definitely would have given us a, a more, um Positive vibes on both sides of the ball, um, but then as uh, you know as the game wore on, we, we didn't allow we didn't allow them to stop running the football and, and we definitely got wore down there and then, and then now we got to start throwing it because we're down and so we have a bunch of physical players, but the way this the way this the last game uh, transpired, we weren't able to we weren't able to run the ball and we weren't able to stop the run late the way we wanted to. But I know we have the ability to. I do know that. We have the ability. We have the talent. Um, and again, it comes back to us, coaches, putting those guys in positions to, to show it off.
4: How close do you think you are to reaching the your full potential on offense? I mean, is that something that can be fixed week to week? Or is there something more significant?
1: It? Yeah, it could happen right now. There's no question. Because we were just doing it. Um, we were just doing it, coming out of coming out of training camp. And um, it would should have happened two weeks ago and it didn't and that's on me and you know all the work we've been putting in we need to sh- see some results and we need to see some results quickly and um, we're hoping to start off with this week and this saturday
4: you said that on the sidelines quite a bit you know and it just always seems like the one thing that just always seems to turn around a game is a defensive turnover mm-hmm. it just seems to spark it you know it just seems like you guys are maybe just that one turnover away from turning things around no turnovers so far this year. Uh, can you talk about that a little
1: bit? Yeah, well, I've already answered it. I can answer it again. Do you want me to answer it again, or do you want another question? Okay, I can answer it again. Um, well, I'll say the same thing. So when you let an offense run the football, um, and we don't score on the other side of the ball, and they're able just to hand the ball off, that's going to really limit your chances and opportunities to to get turnovers. And so in these first couple of games, that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, the game was close in the first one. Of course, they were, our opponent was going to play close to the vest, not give, not leave their quarterback exposed and try to throw the ball down the field. And then this last game you saw, they obviously handed the ball off a ton and any chance they really tried to throw it it didn't look very good um, and our rush was getting there we're knocking the, the pass down but if you're if you're going to let a offense just continue to run the football and and you don't put any pressure on them to have to sit back and throw it your turnover um, opportunities are going to be extremely low. Are there any questions you asked you want to be asked again? <laughs> I would yeah that okay. was two go ahead.
2: is yeah. yeah. <laughs> that though when you're looking at a box score and you see a quarterback that throws for 45 yards And you lose the game. Does that kind of compound the frustration, knowing that they just ran the ball at will and you couldn't stop? Oh yeah, okay. I I was going
1: to say I look at the other number, and that's what really is frustrating is the is the running number, Um, because I mean you guys have seen it over these years since I've been here. An offense can throw for three hundred and whatever yards, and we can still run. We can still win the football game Uh, because you know we we know that. As long as those aren't for a whole bunch of touchdowns, we're going to be okay. But anytime you let an offense run the football the way we just did this last Saturday, then it's going to be a loss uh, in our in our column. And so, yeah, it was it was very disappointing. Um, You know, I thought our guys were fighting valiantly, especially in that first half. Uh, Tremendous goal line stand. You know hold those guys to it was 10 nothing at halftime you know those guys were fighting and you you could feel the competitive spirit on on all three phases but just we're talking about defense right now those guys were fighting um we gave up the one long run for the touchdown in the first half which can't that that can't happen um and then again but we got to play team football here you know on the flip side if we're not we're not scoring any points and they can just keep handing the ball off and here we go. Then you're going to get the result that we just that we just got put on us. And so that's what we got to go in here and, and figure out and, and uh, make sure we get a different result this Saturday. It
2: looked like on that long run that fat just took a bad angle. was there more to it than that or was there something Yeah bad?
1: no, we misfit it, we misfitted up front. That's the first thing. but uh, as you guys have heard me say, I believe you guys heard me say this, all big plays go through. If a big play happens, it's on our secondary. Uh, because even if a nose tackle misfits it, our linebacker misfits it, once it hits up through the front seven, our DB's got to be there to put it down on the ground for a 10, 12 yard gain. And we've done that the best in the country since 2014 of limiting a opponents' big plays. And so we got to get better at that. We've had a couple of long runs now in two games. And, uh, and obviously, any big pass plays is on the DBs as well. With our structure, uh, we give up a big pass play. That's on our defensive backs. And so we got to limit those big plays.
2: You, you talked about coaching them up better. Have the players come to you and said, we want to do this and this? No, no. Hey, Jimmy, you talked about a quick start. And I think on offense, I can kind of figure that out. What
3: does it look like, quick start on defense, besides getting a turnover? What does that look like for you all to, to accomplish that?
1: I mean, a three and out, them not scoring on a first drive. That'd be a quick start. Yeah.
3: Media policy for players.
1: My social media policy?
3: Potentially during games. Is that something you talk to them about
1: at all? Uh, uh, tweeting during games. Uh, we haven't had to, we have not had to discuss that, but... Um, no i mean i don't i don't have my whole policy up here to talk about social media you know our our guys are their individual selves uh we don't tell them what to tweet and what not to tweet um we do a general overall education on what is going to be best for them and what is not going to be good for them um which i know a lot of workplaces do now and uh, and we're no different in that regard but that is that is their account and their their freedom to to tweet as they, or Instagram or whatever it is they're doing, um, as they would like. Did
4: you give Any thought late to getting Sam some snaps in this game?
1: No, again, that didn't. Uh, nope that that didn't come across our, uh, you know, radar at all during this game. Um, you know, in a, it was already already difficult enough being in an extremely hostile environment. With a starting quarterback that was making his first start in a on a in a road game in a hostile environment, our starting quarterback. Oh. Let alone having your freshman quarterback uh, get into a game on a hostile environment. Um, so, no, that was not was not part of the plan. We
2: saw Brian out there. So if the same was the number two Saturday for that game,
1: I think there's an or on the depth chart. Oh. <laughs> nice try, softy.
2: I'll get O'Brien there to just get him out, experiencing all that. Even if he's guys like
1: that on plane. Uh, Patrick? Yeah. How How good was it to do what now?
2: you guys, just to let him see what that atmosphere is all about and just get a feel for traveling.
1: Patrick. Yes. Yeah. No. I mean, it was fine. I mean, Patrick. Patrick's was at games at Nebraska, where I mean, the the thing is for is packed all the way to the to the to the ceiling. So. Um, I think it was good for Sam. That was the first time Sam has been in an, in an environment like that. But Patrick's actually, you know, he's played and been in uh, games with that many fans in a in a hostile environment um, on the road in the in the Big Ten when he was in the when he was there at Nebraska. So, um, I think it was obviously really good for for Dylan to feel that. I think our whole team actually, and I will say this, our whole team uh, is going to be able to lean on that experience this last Saturday for some road games that we're, we're going to have, you know, here coming up uh, this season, uh, especially when we uh, head to Arizona uh, where they're, you know, they're rowdy and also in Boulder where they do, they do a good job of getting that crowd going and and it's rowdy. So we'll be able to lean on this experience and, and uh, learn from the uh, the mistakes that we had. How did
2: that atmosphere compare to atmospheres you've been in
1: before? Yeah, I think yeah, they did a, it was a, it was a great atmosphere, as you guys that were that attended could see. Um, you know, it would probably have been a lot better if we would have made a, more, a few more plays, and, and then it could have been a, a quiet 100,000-plus. Uh, but we definitely didn't uh, give them any reason to stop cheering.
0: Okay, picture this.